Hello, and welcome to Relative Pitch. We appreciate you tuning into our podcast. Our mission is to give you young musicians' perspectives on hot topics in the music world. By sharing our thoughts and opinions, we hope to help with bringing positive change and diversification to the music world. Here are your hosts, Lauren Green, Anthony Morris, and Michael Brown. There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. That may sound a little bit familiar. That is a beautiful excerpt from a poem by Amanda Gourmand, which if you happen to catch any parts of the inauguration that happened last week, she was the poet who stole the show. Like literally it was crazy how after the inauguration, how many posts and articles that came up like so quickly about this poet. And when's the last time you, you saw a poet within pop culture? Um, it's been a while, right? And I think it just brought back to life the, the idea that art in society and art in culture is so important and how much we actually need art within society. When was the first time that you guys, like the first memory you have of being exposed to art? Um, I think for me, the first time I was exposed to art um, specifically music was coming out of the womb honestly because we went to church every single Sunday and let me tell you that music that was in a good old southern baptist church that is what sparked my flame for music is hearing the piano player uh, hearing the the drums the percussion and, and hearing the voices like that that's something that has always um just gravitated me to music. And then come to find out, they didn't even know how to read music. And when you go through school, you're like, wait, they don't know how to read music? No, it was just that natural, raw talent of music. And I've always, always, always admired that. And so that was probably my first, you know, go through with music. Mine was, um, yeah, middle school band. Besides, like, popular culture music, like, that I always listen to. But other than just, like, the modern, hey, hip, hop, hoop, yeah, it was just modern. It was just middle school band. So, yeah, so it seems like church, so religion, school, so that happens. From For me, I think it would have been church as well. I think I would be lying if I say that wasn't the first exposure I had, sang in church choir. Um, but it just kind of shows like arts everywhere. And we kind of, I think sometimes we like forget and we honestly take it for granted, not us as much because we are in the field, um, but like just in general, art used to have such a huge impact on culture back in the day. Like it was everything like, oh my gosh, who's this composer who just came out, who did this? And now with everything that we have, go have going on in the world, it's so easy to just, oh, cool, you know, it's fine. Um, so I was, I'm just so thankful that the arts, the fine arts got a little bit of light shined back onto it with this amazing poet. If you haven't checked out her works, um, she's absolutely amazing and such a intellectual person. Um, so this episode that we wanted to do is to help you decide, you or maybe someone else in your life, decide if music as a career or as a major is something that you would like to do. And so I think the first step of that is just figuring out do you want to go to college? Is that something that you personally want to do for yourself? I believe there are a lot of questions you should, you should ask yourself 
when considering going to college? Um, first of all, are you doing it for yourself? Who are you doing it for? The answer should be you are doing it for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, to have the best experience you possibly can. It is something that should be like something within you that you would like to do. Um, do you like learning? Do you like being in classes? That's what college is. I know it's like, a. we'll talk about the great things that can come out of college as well, but you will be in class majority of that time, actually learning, perfecting your craft or your whatever in your field that you're doing, that is what you would be doing. Um, can you handle the personal responsibility that comes with being in college, being possibly away from your family, having to cook for yourself, um, know how to do laundry, all the, you know, all the little things that you may not think about until you show up, but it's something you should think about, some things that you can do, be proactive with before you even get there. Um, and do you have really good time management skills? It's something that you, it, that kind of goes into the personal responsibility category of can you really schedule your days really well, make sure you're eating well, sleeping well, doing all your tasks that you need to, getting in some social hours with friends, meeting new people, all these things that will help you be a better person down the road. Um, and then, you know, can you afford it? It's a real, very, very, very real thing that you have to be upfront with. So guys, like, I mean, for you, why did you choose school? Why did you want to go to school? What were your experiences with picking? Well, um, I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I, I like I used to uh, get stuffed animals or my little brother who was like not even one and we would go into my room and I would have these fake desks and they'll be sitting there and then I'll give out pieces of paper like here is a test and you know then I'll go back and grade it so like I've always wanted to be a teacher but I was like I'm not going to do no math, science, social studies, English. No, 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 no. And then I joined um, choir in middle school and I just fell in love with it. And I think that was the first time where I realized, wow, I can actually teach music. Like, that's what I can do. Then that following year, I joined band. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. So I used to go home in seventh grade. I still remember Ancient Moon by Elliot Del Bargo going home sitting in my bed and start conducting that song and thinking about what would I do? What would I, how would I teach this in the seventh grade? So it was something that I've always wanted to do. And that next year when I was in eighth grade, I chose, I had a whole list of schools that I wanted to go to. Uh, Kennesaw was at the top of that list. And so I knew that I wanted to go to Kennesaw State University since eighth grade. Like I, I love a good planning, I'm a planner. I planned that thing in like five years in advance as an eighth grader. Um, that, that's where I wanted to go. And of course I had um, other schools as well um, that I wanted to go to. So I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And I, my parents always taught me, if you know where you wanna be, start doing things that will lead up to that. So you know to go to college, you need to take the SAT, all right? So that means you need to, <clears throat> in school, know all of these subjects be good at all these subjects because the SAT the ACT whatever you take colleges look at that um, also to get into college you have to have at least uh, two uh, 3.0 GPA to get in you got to do this you got to do that so go ahead and start setting those building blocks and so when I entered high school I had already in my head this is what I want to do 
and um, I made sure everything. So I was literally part of every music ensemble as well. I was part of choir, I was part of band, a marching band, jazz band, uh, after school choir. I, I literally, I filled my time with what I wanted it to be. Um, so that's how I chose what I wanted to do. Michael, was your experience similar to that no. or? No, <laughs> that's my thought. not at all. <laughs> so like in third grade, I wanted to be a social studies teacher. And I, I kind of knew I wanted to be a teacher. I like teaching. Third grade was social studies. Fourth grade was math. Fifth grade was science. Sixth grade was band and football. Seventh grade was band and softball. Eighth grade was band and history. I've always wanted to be a teacher. It just depended on the day what subject I wanted to teach. Like if I wasn't in music, I probably would be a history teacher that coached softball on the side because I love softball. That is like my favorite sport to watch. It's just amazing. It's better than baseball and football and all that other stuff. But I kind of just went through school. I was just chilling. Like I made good grades. I, it was always instilled in me to make A's with very little B's if there were B's and to behave, went into high school. I was like, oh, I guess I'll do marching band. I kind of like the trumpet. Got that thing going, kept going. I'm like, well, this is cool. Had to take the SAT. I took it, didn't like it. I hate school, but you have to do it to get somewhere. So I did that thing. Because I knew at the end of senior year, I had college, military, or trade school. There was no you, no other thing. You had to go one of those three places. And I was like, I, I'm not going to go get yelled at. That is not a thing because I will yell back. And then I'll get in jail. Like, I, it, it just won't work. I'm not going to do a trade. I don't like getting my hands dirty. Not at all. I guess college is the route. And I didn't like school either. So I was like, guess we have to do it. So I guess I'll do music because that's like the least amount of work. And then, like, I did not know. Or so you thought. Exactly. So I thought. So I auditioned at like the local college and then I auditioned in at Kennesaw. Didn't know anything about Kennesaw. I just knew it was near Atlanta. So I said, get me out of middle Georgia. And that was my experience. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of go back off of um, that and share my experience too. So my school, it was a six through 12 fine arts magnet school that from day one was trying to push us into college. Okay. So the, the goal for everyone in that school was you are going to college afterwards. It was very rare. Um, I'm almost, almost to the point of scandal, honestly, if someone in a class did not go off to a school immediately following graduation, you know? And so for me, I was like, okay, so what, what's around here? Like what, you know, what schools are there? And so we had a lot of schools who would come to our school, like a lot of universities and colleges who would come and they would have days where you can go into the cafeteria. They would have all their stuff. You can talk to a bunch of like people from their school um, and ask questions about admissions and all these things. So it was something that was already kind of ingrained in me. Um, and so it was just all about figuring out, first of all, like, what do I want to do as a major? And then what schools offer the best education for said major in the state? Because I thought I wanted to stay within the state. Um, so then, yeah, it's kind of the question of like, well, how do we, how do you pick, how do you know if music is what's right for you? And so for me personally, um, I was in band from sixth grade all the way through 12th. 
it was something that fulfilled me in a way nothing else could specifically like even no other realm of music it was just it was band specifically where I found like I was the most comfortable I was pushed the most I was challenged the most it was just an all-encompassing thing that I was like I cannot be without this thing and thankfully for me I had an amazing educator who pushed us if if he knew that we wanted to go that route he would push us and he would help us get to where we needed to be he would help out with, okay, well, you should check out this school because I, I'm a flute player, I'm flute performance. So he says, okay, you should probably figure out, you know, what's the best, uh, the best school with the best teachers for flute performance. <laughs> and that's kind of how I ended up at KSU personally for myself was I, there's a major symphony, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra that's in Georgia. And the principal flutist, Christina Smith, was at the school at the time. And so where would I go? I would go there if I could. And that's exactly what happened. So that's how I kind of picked that situation. And then let's like actually talk about majors. I, so I said I was a flute performance major. So um, guys, why don't you say, you know, kind of what your major was when you were in undergrad and how you went about that, this, like that process to decide what was your, the right concentration for you? Well, I started as an education major and after the first year, I switched to performance because I always wanted to be a band director. And then I read the I read the description for the first like I think it was twenty one hundred, isn't it, Anthony? Education twenty one hundred or one thousand or mm-hmm. whatever. I read that and I said no, and I promptly switched to performance, and I have never looked back. It is it's been the right track for me, I will say. You know, my career really is making the education like it was the hardest thing in the world. No, Michael came into undergrad not prepared for it. Like most kids will. We're trying to prevent that. Like most kids will. I'm just That's saying most kids. So I, I, like I said, I've always wanted to be a teacher and I always wanted education. So, um, it was a very easy choice for me um, to do education. And then um, I will say education, a degree in education, it does have a lot more various things outside of what you think it is. Let me just say it like that. Where I think performance majors, your biggest thing is performing. Your is to get better to master the techniques of your instrument. As an education major, you are still required to master whatever your instrument, whatever your voice, all of that. You need to learn how to actually teach the education. You also need to know about other things as well. Like you need to know how to teach music, but you also need to know all the philosophies and all of that. So it does have its various um, extra things around it, but it all comes back to what will make you the best teacher. And for me, I actually enjoyed a lot of that because it was very interesting um, to do, but you also can tailor your education degree to you. So for me, I tailored it to, I want to teach band and I love to teach choir as well. That is what I did. So I surrounded myself with all these things. Yeah, did I have to take a regular normal education class? Yes, but also like you got a priority, the word, there it is today um you have to do that um 
and I think that is one of those things where you're like, all right, I know I want to be a band director. I know I want to be a choir director, orchestra director. This is my priority, okay? This is what I want to do. Go get some experience. Honestly, just start emailing directors and say, hey, can I just come and watch you? That's what I did from my uh, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. Hey, can I just come and watch? That's all I want. I want to observe. Do that. And that really provided me with very much, much experience that I love to have. So it was always something for me. What about you, Lauren? Did you, you knew you always wanted to be a flute performance major. You know, what's funny about that is because I had such an amazing educator and I was surrounded by such amazing teachers at the school I went to, I love the idea of being someone who inspired like students. I love that idea of being able to be the person who pushed students to be the best that they could. And so for a long while, I, it was hard because I was like, I really appreciate and love the relationship that a, an effect that a, prof- or a teacher could have on their student. But then I thought personally, and I was like, but my favorite thing is when I'm sitting within an ensemble. That is where I, I my heart is the most full. And so for me, it was, it's always so many things we can be good at, right? Like, oh, I could have been a doctor. I could have been a lawyer. I could have been this. And those are all amazing professions, but that wasn't my passion. And so I really feel like when you decide what you want to do, it's, and it's, I know it's so much pressure as well. It's so much pressure you're put under. It's like you're, you're 17 and they're asking you to choose something you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. It's, it's, um, it's almost a little scary, right? And the way I think you have to think about it to make it make the most sense to you is what is the thing that makes you the happiest? And what gives you the, what, what's the thing that when you wake up and you have to go do, it's not, I have to go do it, it's I get to do this every day. And so that's, that's my philosophy on Amen. it. And I think to be in anything, and this is uh, um, words from my parents, is know why you're doing this. Um, For me, my why was I, one, love to do what I do. I wake up every day loving what I do. Um, It was something I've always passionate. When I was in high school, I got my first taste of pseudo teaching as a drum major of my high school band and doing that and being in the little sectionals teaching that also getting to conduct which I always wanted to do but actually finally you know getting myself there that was my passion to get up to conduct to teach to uh, like Lauren said to inspire I always my biggest thing and I, I still live by this is to be somebody that I didn't have when I was growing up. So I didn't have a teacher that looked like me, that was the same skin tone as I was, or maybe as flamboyant as I am. So I never saw that. So sometimes I I thought about, is this the profession for me? So I made it my mission that I will be that person that I wanted it to be. And so I tell everybody, that I'm talking to know why you're doing this. Because the thing is, once you find out why you're doing this, no matter what is thrown at you through the four years, five years, six years, however long you're in college, you are going to continue and you are going to be the best at what you do. Because at the end of the day, you know exactly why you're here. I did, I was a double major. So I was 21 credit hours each semester for four years. 
and people said I was absolutely crazy and oh. just how are you doing this? And it was because I know why I was here. I had fun having my 21 credit hours. I I mean, the thing is, I think both of them would come home and I'm just sitting there with a smile on my face. And it's like, how are you smiling right now? Shouldn't you be stressed out? Got Starbucks everywhere, just on caffeine. Mind you, I hate caffeine. I hate coffee. So it's legit. I'm, this is just what I want to do. It's, I'm happy. I'm passionate about it. So for anybody going into anything, whether it's music, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be just going for business, or if you want to pick up trash for the rest of your life, guess what? You found your why. And you are going to love that job no matter what anything throws at you. You're going to love it. And you're going to be like, hey, I'm having fun. I'm doing me. And that's what I want you, anybody who's listening right now, know your why. And knowing your why can come at different stages and it can also change. Like it can vary a little bit. Like my one thing that my grandfather told me when I was in high school, he's like, I want you to wake up and not have to hate waking up. I'm like, yes, I hate waking up anyway because I like to sleep a lot, especially on my lazy days. But like when I wake up and I get to go do what I get to do, like Anthony was doing the whole double major, 21 credit hours. I changed from that major to performance because I like teaching specifically trumpet and specifically brass. So I tailored my four years to the second year I was a brass, um, like, coordinator type, not coordinator, uh, caption for a marching band. I was helping them. That following semester, I started teaching chamber music. And in the following year, I taught at two different schools at the same time. So I tailored my education within the form of school to also help me earn a little money on the side and get hands-on experience of what I like to do, which is teaching brass and teaching trumpet. So I was having fun. Was I tired? Yes. When I came home, I was like, Anthony, bye. Love you. We had a great conversation. I went to bed. He went to bed. We, that's how it would happen. And then on the weekends, you have fun and hang out with your friends. But your why can change and alter. But if you look at it, that has to be at the end of the tunnel. If your light at the end of the tunnel starts dimming down, you have to sit yourself down and talk to yourself again and remind yourself or help alter it to find that light. Because once that light goes out, you're not going to like your life anymore. And music will become a chore and a job instead of your passion and what you love. And that's why a career in the arts is a little tricky. Especially for me, I loved music, but I was like, do I want to work at it? Does it want to be my job? And once you answer that question, you will know if going into the arts for college is for you. Yeah, I've, every, the thing about it is everyone's path is very different. And so never compare yourself to anyone else. We are all three very different. Like we're the greatest of friends, but we had very different paths, very different upbringings and very much very different reasons as to why we are here doing what we're doing. Um, and so I wanted to kind of talk about more because Michael's kind of getting to the, like how he tailored his major to himself and um, how versatile those degrees can really be because it's so easy to be like oh performance is just performance education is just education no let's talk about it for a second so me being a performance major i like ensemble playing the most 
specifically symphony orchestras. That is my orchestral performance is my niche. That's my thing. I love it. And so um, my, you know, my goal, I sat in the top ensemble, wind ensemble and uh, symphony orchestra all four years of undergrad. It was amazing. That's where I, my passion grew even more for symphony orchestra. I had some youth symphonies that I played in, in high school, but it was mainly um, the undergrad experience with symphony orchestra that kind of pushed me towards there. So in my lessons, you know, when I'll be preparing, of course you do your solos and all the other things that come with performance, but I knew that I want to one day be sitting in an orchestra. So what did I do? I practice a bunch of orchestra excerpts all the time. And that's like my thing. And I'm always going out for auditions and that's what the excerpts are, are a bunch of orchestra um, excerpts. And also like you can do, so for, for the performance aspect, there's ensemble playing, right? So that you can be like wind band, which is more for career-wise, more catered towards military bands. And so that is another thing, Michael kind of mentioned military bands earlier, or military in general. And a lot of people don't know that military bands are a thing, but they are. And so that's something in performance, if you wanted to, if you loved band in high school and you love that type of ensemble setting, then that's something a performance degree can help you work your way to. Um, or like I said, uh, orchestral performing, symphony orchestras, you know, LA Phil, New York Phil, Berlin, Vienna, all the major ones that are out there, they, um, though, that's what you would prepare for as an, or like, as an orchestral performer, that's your end goal, that's my end game, you know? And then you have chamber stuff, which is Michael's, uh, Michael's thing that he absolutely loves chamber playing. That's when you have, you know, it can be like a brass quintet, woodwind quintet, woodwind trio, so like a small ensemble, like an octet of some sort. So many cool things you can do with that. I, we know career musicians who they do chamber, that is their thing. They do chamber work. That is their niche. That's their passion. They found a way to do it. Because if you love it enough, you can find a way to do it. I've always believed that. And it's never steered me wrong, <laughs> ever. It's something I live by. Um, another, another thing for performance you can do is solo playing. If you just really love getting up on stage and just playing solos, there's careers out there for that as well. So I, we just want to like kind of show that there's just so much more in depth than just like the one like one layered basic knowledge of a degree that there's so many things you can do within it. And I want to say before we continue real quick, something our director of the School of Music, our first director of the School of Music said to us on our audition day, I don't know if y'all remember this, was if you work hard enough, there will be a job for you. Mm -hmm. So if you put in the work, and do everything you have to do, there will be a job. There will be income because I know your you are going to get asked. My parents ask me all the time. They still do. Michael, are you going to make a viable income from this and be a productive member of society? Yes. I was doing it a little bit in Kennesaw. And I'm doing it now. Like You can, but you have to work hard, and it, you have to have, be passionate about it. And I also don't want to just not talk about the choir side of things too, because your options are also as much. You can be a vocalist that is a performance major as well and go sing with different operas, go sing um, with different uh, choral professional choral groups. Um, you can become a solo artist. I know so many um vocalists that are solo artists they literally go to different places giving recitals um so it's open for you and just like michael said if you work for it 
you are going to have a job regardless. I think some of our faculty, the faculty at KSU specifically, they were always um, uh, touring and doing voice recitals and, and instrument recitals and all of those things. You, you can do it. That's the thing that I, I'm so glad we had uh, such a great foundation under us to keep telling us, you can do this. We believe in you. And we know that y'all are going to end up doing great things. And um, for my education people, it goes completely the same way. Like, yes, you can become a choir director, orchestra director, um, band director, but there's other things that you can do as well. Um, like for me, I love conducting. So there's a whole pathway of conducting that, get master's degree, get doctorate degree, actually start teaching uh, conducting at a university, or if you want to go back to teach high school. Um, right now, I'm teaching middle and high school, and I've started my own little conducting studio. And because that is like my passion, and there are kids who are like, I want to learn. Here we go. So it keeps going. Nothing ever stops. Um, but you, you just have to let yourself know that I can do this. And that goes back to the why. If you know why you're doing this, and you are, are in your, you were standing in them shoes saying, I know why I'm here. You're going to continue to have nothing but success. And that's okay if they're, say, your sophomore's junior year, you're like, um, what is going on? That's okay. We all done been there. We didn't all, I think we all on this call have been like, what is going on right now? Like, junior year, what is happening? What is happening? But the thing is, we realized why i think uh the story of like there might be a whole avalanche going on but let me tell you at the end of that avalanche the snow just kind of melt down and just go back to the thing and you back on your feet that's all that is it just let those those little storms pass and you're gonna be back to doing what you were doing from the get-go um and so definitely keep keep on that path i promise you it will pay off it will pay off Absolutely. So yeah, let's talk about um, some of the other majors as well in music, because we have performance, we have education, which you may know of the most, but there are other things out there. So um, Michael, what are some of the other options that these, these students may have? So some other options you can do is music therapy. You may have heard of this here and there. Um, it's like healthcare within music is what I like to call it. Like if you really want to help people, but not necessarily like education help people, but help people uh, get better. Music therapy is a great way to do it. It's a new frontier some on uh, like the therapy thing. It has been a lot of things. You can get a BA, which is just music, but there's no closed-ended. It is open-ended music. You can get a composition degree. That's writing music. That's creating new music. So if you're very curious and you like to just jot things down or like, like to improvise and play things, that might be for you. And then we have theory, which is like, I call it the math of music. If you really like math, you will love theory. Like it is your bread and butter. And I want to go through and hear from everybody real quick. We're going to name some stuff that you can do with these degrees. So with an education degree, that's our, like, that's, I think that's like the standard degree that a lot of people go into. They usually get, that's what they know of first. You can teach at public and private schools. You can go on and earn a master's. You can go on and go become a doctor. You can just, like, that could be your undergrad, and you can change. Like, there's a bunch of different things. 
with a performance degree. You can teach lessons. You can help out at schools like I did in my undergrad. You can do that on a bigger level. You can audition for military and orchestral jobs. And a pit orchestra. I also meant to say pit. If you love opera, pit, oh my God, musicals. It was the, one of the most fun things I ever did in high school. But yeah, that is also an option. I think, Anthony, did you have something else for education as well? Yeah, I mean, the thing with education um, and really be any music degree in general, say you're like, okay, I really love music, but I also think something like I want to do something else. When say you go to a job or you go to an, um, another college and to get another degree and they see you have a bachelor's in music, they're like, okay, we know that this person works super duper hard. They know what they're doing. We don't have to worry about them. Um, they will always, always, always start to take you in because they know that. But some of the other jobs that you can do as an education major or BA or anything like that, you can become an arranger, uh, arts administrator, say that you might want to start your own music school. You can do that. Um, you can become an audio production person. You can become um, a composer, as Michael said, a conductor, as me, uh, a transcriber. You can do entrepreneur. You can, again, do your own thing. You don't have to walk somebody else's beat. You can do what you want to do. You can do a freelance musician, both as a performance major, as an education major. I know so many people who are teaching band right now who are still out here doing the thing. They are still playing their instruments. They're still, you know, in bands and doing everything. So they're always around. You can become a marketing person, just uh, again, business, uh, gaming. Oh my gosh, Atlanta and the gaming thing, the music for game people all those things I did not know how big that was like I don't know if y'all realized when we were in college like so many people in that scene were because I think gaming has become like one of those biggest things in the past probably 20 years and it, the thing is if you listen to those video games listen to the music it is some of the best music you will ever hear in your life um, I remember listening to some uh what game was it it was a game y'all gamers uh it was great and i was just sitting there like this is some very orchestral stuff right now what in the world is going on it sounds beautiful so there's endless uh options for everybody yeah and also you know i don't think uh we, we've made theory and oral skills yet but like actual academic degrees within music the way you can go be a you know professor one day over these subjects and so there's just it's endless amount of things that you can actually do within music. It's not just one or two or three things that's endless possibilities that you have. And so um, another thing, kind of going back to the whole, which school is right for me, if we wanna talk about specific schools. Um, so always my thing was starting with the person who I'd be spending my most time with, which for me as a performance major was my private lessons teacher. So you have to think about, okay, so for me, if you're thinking about being a performance major, go have a lesson go have a lesson, go get a vibe to see if you, you with your personalities match, if you like their teaching style, because that's very important. That's like one of the, the cornerstones of your degree for a performance major is your lessons. And who, that's who you're going to be spending a lot of time with. Um, the school overall, do you like it? Do you like production? Um, like the ensembles, if that's going to be something you do in your program? Um, do you like the way the 
teach, um, uh, student success. So who have, who, what's the graduation rate? Like what, what are the students who come out of that program? What are they doing out there? Um, and of course, financial aid, you know, at the end of the day, when you're going between two or three or four schools, it's, you know, all those factors, but also you have to make sure that you can afford it and you're not putting yourself in a really tight position whenever you go to school. So that's a really huge thing as well. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with, I think any degree, any uh, facet of music, go to the actual school and go get the vibe. I went and I toured all the schools that I auditioned at, I went before and just set up a tour and just walked around the facilities, talked to the people. And I was like, you know what, which vibe is mine? And Kennesaw was definitely my vibe. I love when I got there. I love how it looked. I love the feeling. I loved everything about it. So definitely just, you know, and those people who are at these universities, they want you to come. They want you to send an email or call them and say, hey, I'm thinking about coming here. Can I just like sit in on an ensemble? When I came, I, because I auditioned as a, a, a choral education major first. So I got to sit in um, on the chamber singers as they were uh, prepping for their spring concert. And I was just sitting there and I was like, this is what like older singers sound like, like this is, this is crazy. And I was sitting amongst them. So it's like really, really good just to get out there. The last thing I wanna talk about is the audition process and what to expect in the audition process. Um, for education majors specifically, there's really not like a, a set rubric. I think it's a, the overall rubric. Um, if you're a vocalist, you'll have to do um, two works of contrasting styles. I think it's kind of the same with uh, um, instrumentalists as well. Um, you have to do some sight reading. Uh, you will have this theory oral skills test. Just and look, don't don't stress about that either. Don't stress about it because the whole test is just to see what you know and what we need to teach you. Do not stress about it. Can I tell a funny story real quick? Oh Lord, yes. Okay, so um, our theory and oral skills test. I don't know if these two remember. I knew nothing nothing going into it and literally stepped out of that test because at certain points they let you go like if you don't know anything you can go so do not be worried because i was definitely worried like i'm living proof do not be worried you will learn like what you need to learn in those classes and then i know we he talked about the audition process we're going into music major this is what you're going to be a music major right so i just want to give you a kind of briefly what you're going to be doing every week you will have, for a couple of semesters, you'll have a history course, learning the history of music. You'll have a theory course, learning the mathematics, the mechanics of music, oral skills to train your ear, to sing. You'll have lessons every single week. Typically, if you're a performance major, it's every, every semester. And if you're an education major, it's every semester, except your very last one. So you will be in lessons every week, any major, um, you'll be in ensembles that can go from anywhere as low as four hours to like eight hours a week, depending on how many ensembles you're in. So look at your loads, how many hours. And on top of all this, you have the wonderful general education classes, like your math, your sciences, your histories, what is required by university to give you a degree at the end of the day. So that's kind of what your typical week looks like for four years or five, depending on what your track is. 
Absolutely. And every school, another, you know, we're pushing, please go visit these schools, go talk to them because they can give you very more specific ideas of their degree programs per like for every concentration that they have. Um, but definitely these are the basics to getting to that point that we wanted to share with you. And so uh, to end the show, I have a game that I want to play that's going to be um, called Name That Movie and or Name That Soundtrack. And so guys, I'm going to give you an excerpt of a, um, a soundtrack and you just tell me what it is. We'll just play. And you, you guys as well, who are listening to this, who is watching this, like do it with yourself as well. Like see if you know what these are. This is another, so composition. This is a field you can go into film scoring, John Williams. Like it's amazing. You know, you know, half of these, I promise. So number one. Uh, Jurassic Park. I know, I know, I know. One is John Williams, right? It's definitely John Williams. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, first of all, John Williams is it? Is is it? Is not Star Wars. Say it. Say it. Et. Yes, it's Et. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, another thing, everyone, be confident in your answers because Anthony could have saw Michael Malving and just said it, and then Anthony would have got the point. So, <laughs> but the thing is, I knew the composer, which is even better. That's it's very true. Okay, that was so that was Et for everyone. So now we're going to the next one. Harry Potter, John Williams, boom. Yeah. All right, that was a, that was an easy one that everyone should have gotten. I think we we all know that one. We played this. Okay, this that was a harder one. It's Home Alone. That oh, was Home Alone. Da, 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 da. Play that? Huh? Yeah, we played that for like a Christmas thing because you know it's big. It. Next one. Jaws. I didn't even hear. I was like, I was like, what just happened? Yes, I I love that. So. I'll play it a little bit more. So yeah, also I'll another John down. Williams. Oh, it's Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. I was like, come yeah. on, brass. I was player. like, I was like oh my gosh. I was like, Michael. It sounded gorgeous. Okay. It's gorgeous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right on the page. Solo ever, honestly. Um, this one's a little lesser known. That is no Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Music trumpet excerpt. All right. Captain America or Avengers or something like that. Yeah, I was like, I didn't think you would get it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to get it to get to the main theme for anyone who may not know it. So, yeah, go listen to that soundtrack. It's amazing. Then. 
Okay, yes, it was Yoda's theme specific. I didn't want to do Rays. I didn't want to do Imperial March or the main. Yoda had a theme? Yeah, yo, that's Yoda's theme. Because you were singing it, you were mouthing it, so you knew what it was. Um, okay, and this I think this is the last one. That's a scary one. That, I don't, I don't... Scream, scream. It's okay. psycho. It's psycho. I was like, I was like, it's the shower scary. scene and everything. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to end it on that um that perky note. Um, also, but, to say, when you go to music school, you get to like realize like how composers use things over and over and like draw their music, motifs, yes. light motifs. So come back to me after your third year or when you get done with theory, come back to us and be like, I know exactly what y'all are talking about finally. We would love to hear what happened but oh my gosh uh we really hope that this was really helpful to you all and please leave us comments and if you have any other further questions please absolutely you know shoot us an email at relativepitchpodcast at gmail.com um you can find us on all the social medias and all you know all of our episodes are on all the major streaming platforms so really hope you enjoy this episode and good luck to you and your future good luck Bye. bye Thank you for listening and being a part of our conversation. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode, so leave us a comment or review. See you next time.